Welcome to the Self-Confidence Collective, a podcast that helps highly ambitious women learn how to build self-confidence and create a life that aligns with their goals. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Kelly, PhD, a career coach with 10 years of experience in the field of psychology. And if you're ready to feel inspired, empowered, and prepared to take on your next career goal, this podcast is going to help you build the self-confidence and trust you need to make that happen. It's time to learn how to get the most out of your life simply by changing the way you think about it. Let's go. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Self-Confidence Collective podcast. So today I have a topic that I think you'll find very interesting. I will be sharing my tried and true five-step process for building self-confidence. And if this is something that you have struggled with in the past, if you have always wondered, how does confidence get built? Why am I not confident enough? And if you resonate with this episode and the process that I'm about to teach you, then you're definitely going to want to join the waitlist for my eight-week group coaching program, the Self-Confidence Collective, that starts at the end of August. And you can join the waitlist at the link in the show notes. The program begins the last week of August. This process that I'm about to teach you is threaded through the entire eight-week program. So I'm going to coach you and help you figure out how to implement these five steps into your life, how to build that routine, how to feel more self-confident, and how to build self-confidence so that you can go out and reach your career goals. So as I said, the link for that will be in the show notes if you're interested in joining the waitlist and applications will begin the first week of August. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. So first of all, I think I want to bust some myths about confidence. So one of them is that either you're born with self-confidence or you aren't. And this is something that I thought to be true for so long. I thought, you know, especially as a kid growing up in school, there were just like the confident kids, the outgoing kids, and then there were the shy, unconfident kids. And I always felt like that's the way that you were always going to be. If you were confident as a kid, you would always be confident. If you were confident as and not confident as a kid, you would never be confident. And that is simply not true. That is the first myth that I want to bunk. If for your entire life you have not felt self-confident, that does not mean that that cannot change. That does not mean it always has to be that way. You can cultivate confidence, and it, I'm going to show you exactly how, but first you need to believe that. You need to believe that you can create confidence within yourself, because that brings me on to another myth that I want to bust, which is that something else is going to make you feel confident. So much of the time we expect that changing our external circumstances, right? Like getting a job, getting a promotion, getting married, whatever it is, we expect that is going to change the way that we feel. And self-confidence ultimately is a feeling that you can cultivate. And so if you are thinking that something else outside of you is ever going to change your the way that you feel about yourself and the confidence that you have, you are wrong. Because you have all the tools that you have right now to create confidence and all you need is your brain and your body. <laughs> you don't need anything else in order to create confidence. And the last myth that I want to talk about is the whole fake it till you make it. So it's any wonder that none of us know how to create confidence because all we're ever told is that when it comes to confidence, you just need to fake it until you make it. Act like you're confident. Pretend that you're confident. And the funniest part about that is that you can act confident while feeling self-doubt, insecure, 
confused, lost, and scared. And so what often ends up happening is we act confident, we present as confident, but we never learn how to build that trust with ourselves, that we have our own back, that we're able to feel negative emotion. And so what ends up happening is we fake it, right? We fake confidence until we make it and we end up making it. As women, we get these high paying job jobs, high powered jobs. But then we get there and then we don't believe that we deserve to be there because we've never worked on cultivating that self-trust and that self-confidence with ourselves. And that ultimately is how imposter syndrome comes along because on the journey, you've never done these five steps that I'm about to tell you that will help you cultivate trust because confidence comes from a Latin word. I'm not sure if you know this, but it comes from a Latin word meaning to trust. And therefore having self-confidence is having trust in oneself. And so if you don't trust yourself enough to go through what it takes to get that job, once you get that job, you're not going to feel like you deserve to be there because you never trusted yourself along the way to get there. And so I wanted to speak about the main issues or the main they're not issues, but the main things that my clients come to me for initially, right? So these are the things that um, people most often bring up in my consultations. And the first one of that is imposter syndrome. And so as I was talking about, like as women, we have been told to pretend we're confident, pretend that we believe in ourselves, that we can do it. Then we actually end up doing it and it feels like the emperor has no clothes we don't know what we're doing. We don't deserve to be there. And that's when you have all these women in high income jobs making all this money, feeling like they don't deserve to be there and that they're a fraud and that they're going to get quote unquote found out. And it's not because of anything other than they were never taught how to actually believe in themselves, trust themselves and create confidence. And it's the same with when you're struggling with work-life balance and boundaries. If you're never taught how to feel confident, you never learn how to build a healthy relationship with yourself where you have your own back and you never learn how to stand behind your own decisions because you don't believe your input is valuable enough. And this leads to all kinds of things when it comes to your career, right? Like you end up not honoring the boundaries or practicing self-care because for so long you've believed that being committed to yourself isn't important. And you're constantly scared of disappointing people. You're scared of feeling rejected. You don't actually take time off because you're so worried about falling behind on work and what that would mean about you as a person. And so you end up stressing while you're at work and worrying at home when you're supposed to be resting. And then you end up shaming yourself and freaking out about not having enough rest or downtime because you need to be on your A game at work. So no one realizes that you actually have no idea what you're doing and you're going to dis disappoint everyone, right? Like, doesn't that sound exhausting? I'm exhausted even thinking about that cycle. But for so many of you, that is your life. Not knowing how to feel self-confident is exhausting. Because you're constantly trying to outrun your own self-doubt. Now I want to teach you about this five-step process. But before I do this, I want to make something explicitly clear, right? Self-confidence is built when you are willing to feel your negative emotions and not make them mean anything about you as a human being. Human beings experience negative emotion 50% of the time if they're lucky. We are supposed to feel and experience negative emotion and process it. We're literally supposed to feel it right? Feelings are emotional vibrations in your body that need to be processed. And feeling that negative emotion is not the problem. In fact, scientific research shows that we only truly feel an emotion for 90 seconds. It's what we make experiencing those negative emotions mean about us. That is the problem. And oftentimes what we do is we layer on those judgments onto our own feelings. We feel shame about feeling shame, 
we feel angry about feeling rejected. And the better you get at being willing to truly feel those negative emotions, process them, move through them, and not make them mean that you're a bad person or that you're broken or that, you know, there's something wrong with you, the more confidence you will begin to create. Okay, so now let's get into these five steps. I know you've been waiting at the edge of your seat. (laughs) I'll just tell you the five steps really quickly, and then we will go through each of them. So step number one is to make a decision. Step number two is to follow through on that decision no matter what. Step number three is to feel the discomfort. Step number four is to manage your mindset. And step number five is to celebrate your wins. So step number one, making a decision. This whole process starts by making a decision, making a commitment, a promise to yourself. And making a decision is the most powerful thing that you can do as a human because it changes the trajectory of your life. Literally, everything in your life right now is optional. You've made hundreds of decisions that have led you here today listening to this podcast, right? Like, as children, most of our decisions were made for us by our family and teachers, etc. But you always have the option to re-decide. And making decisions is how you take your power back. People tend to stay in victim mode most of their lives. They think things like, I have to stay in this job to pay the bills. I have to watch my kids. You, as an adult, do not have to do anything. You do not have to do anything. Plenty of people don't work to pay their bills. They become homeless, freeload, get taken care of by a spouse or parents. They get government money, right? When it comes to, oh, I have to watch my kids. Plenty of people don't take care of their kids. They give them up for adoption. They abandon them. They hire a nanny. They send them to boarding school. You are choosing to stay in a job because of the consequences of not taking a job, right? Like you are choosing to stay in a job because you care about making money and providing for yourself and your family. Same goes for your kids. You're choosing to watch your kids because you love them and you you want them to have parents who take care of them. Do you see what I mean? Opening your eyes and seeing where you've made decisions automatically empowers you. And you can make decisions about two things. You ready? You can make a decision about what you want to believe and what you want to achieve. And you don't have to continue the decisions of your past. You always have the power to change your life. Now, practically in this process, when you're making this decision, you want it to have something to do with your career. That's probably why you're listening to this. And you don't want to make decisions based on the past. And you don't want to make decisions based on how you're feeling right now in the moment if it's negative. As humans, we have this cool part of our brain that no other animals have. It allows us to make rational decisions and predict consequences or outcomes. So this part of our brain is future focused. It's great at making decisions. And we have another part of our brain that's like a monkey brain that's impulsive, not really considering the repercussions. It acts on emotion, okay? So don't let your monkey brain make the decision about your future. If you're frustrated or angry or upset, you're not going to make the best decision for yourself. Making decisions based on the future version of you who has what you want, that is what you want to be doing. I'll give you an example of my own life. So I have a goal. I decided that I wanted to make 100k in my business because I think it would be really fun. (laughs) And now I make decisions based on that future version of me who is making 100k. And for you, it might look like getting a certain job, learning a skill, getting a promotion, or building a business. And when you're making this decision, 
don't let yourself spiral just yet with all the reasons as to why that might never happen. Forget those reasons for a few minutes and just think about what you want to have. If anything's possible, what would you decide to achieve as your goal? Or what would you decide that you want to believe about yourself or your life? So I'll look at my goal, right? Like I'm deciding that it's my goal to achieve making 100K in my business, but I'm also making a decision that I want to believe that it's possible to make 100K in my business. So what do you want to believe and what do you want to achieve? The second step is to following through on that decision, no matter what. And when you make a decision, it's going to feel empowering, right? But soon after that, all the negative thoughts will come along with the feelings of self-doubt and uncertainty and fear, distrust, all those lovely things. But it's so important to still follow through on that decision because this is how you build trust with yourself. I'm going to use an example. Think of a friend that you trust, someone in your life who you love, who you trust, who has your back no matter what. If you came to them and you said that you got rejected from a job, how would this friend or this person respond? Would they say, oh yeah, you weren't going to get that anyway. You were reaching too high. You would never get that. Or would they say, I have your back. It wasn't meant to be. What can you learn from this that you can take into your next experience? Build a relationship with yourself where you honor the commitments and promises you make to yourself. And it, I know it'll be difficult to do this if you have a reputation with yourself for giving up easily or quickly, but remember, we're not dragging the past into this and how you've behaved in the past, right? Like we are thinking about the present and the future. So how would the future version of you who has this goal achieved, it's done, how would they follow through on this? What would they need to believe is possible in order to keep going? And the third step is to feel the discomfort. As I said before, the main way that you build self-confidence is by allowing the negative emotion, allowing it. As humans, we've evolved to do two things, right? We've evolved to seek pleasure and avoid pain. Now, nowadays, it's not physical pain that we're trying to avoid. We're no longer trying not to starve to death or be eaten alive by animals. It is emotional pain that we want to avoid. And you need to process that negative emotion and not be afraid of it anymore, not be avoiding it anymore. You need to change what you believe is possible for yourself and that's uncomfortable. Changing what you believe is possible for yourself is uncomfortable. Knowing what you want and not necessarily having it yet is uncomfortable. That's why so many people don't even want to know what they want because not having it is that uncomfortable. All those negative emotions are uncomfortable, but by putting yourself in harm's way and getting used to processing your own fear, your doubt, worry, anger, it makes it so much easier to do because you think that by not going after what you really want, you're escaping discomfort. But remember, we always talk about the 50-50. 50% of your emotional experience is negative and 50% is positive. You're going to feel negative emotion 50% of your life. Wouldn't you rather feel that negative emotion in order to reach your goals? Land your dream job, start your business. It's 50-50 either way. Either you're confused and afraid and doubting yourself just staying where you are, or you're confused and afraid and doubting yourself on the way to your dream life. And the only thing between you and the career of your dreams is self-confidence, is your willingness to experience those negative emotions, not let that stop you and get really good at feeling them. And when I realized this, my mind exploded. Honestly, when you realize that self-confidence, aka your willingness to experience negative emotion and sit with it and feel it is the only thing in between you and your goal, and time, I guess, is another thing in between you and your goal, how amazing is that? And so to recap so far, step number one, make a decision. Step number two, 
follow through no matter what. And step number three is to feel the discomfort. Step number four is managing your mindset. So when you make the decision, you follow through on it, you're feeling all the feelings, your brain's going to be freaking out. (laughs) And I want to emphasize that that is normal. Our brains like to keep things the way they are. They like patterns, they like solving problems, and if there are no actual problems, then our brains will get to work creating problems to solve, trust me. And when you start creating confidence like this for the first time, consciously, the biggest challenge is going to be managing your mindset. Your brain's going to give you all the reasons why you'll never make it, why it was a waste of money, why you're going to fail, all these things. These are automatic unintentional thoughts that you have the power to change and you change those thoughts by managing your mindset and i can teach you how to do this right now and i will but this is where having a coach is so useful because we think that because we think that every single thought that runs through our minds is true we tell ourselves you're gonna fail as if it's just a fact of the day like oh it's 2 p.m as humans we have something called a negativity bias we are more likely to jump to the negative thoughts and what could go wrong. Remember, brain, our brain scans for problems, right? So we're far less likely to think about the positives. The chances of you winning something and losing something is 50-50. There's just the same amount of evidence that you'll succeed as there is that you will fail. You telling yourself that you're never going to make it is an optional thought. It's default thinking that you can work to change. We have so many thoughts and beliefs that limit us and we don't even know that we're doing it to ourselves. For years, I told myself that I wasn't enough. I never worked hard enough. I wasn't smart enough. I didn't try hard enough. I never questioned it until about a year ago. Believed it like if you had told me May is 31 days long and I never work hard enough. Until I really questioned that and saw for my results and what I was producing in my life, like getting a PhD at 27 years old, finishing that PhD during a pandemic, and in under three years, which is unheard of. And yet the story I told myself every single day up until last year was that I wasn't enough. You are believing things about yourself right now that are not true. Let that sink in. You're believing something negative about yourself right now that's not true. And having a coach to look at all those thoughts and beliefs that you have so that you can first become aware of them, challenge them, and then change them is game-changing. And that's exactly what we're going to be doing in my eight-week program, The Self-Confidence Collective. We're going to be looking at what are you thinking? What are you telling yourself? What are you believing about yourself and your life that's causing you to feel however it is you're feeling? What are you letting stop you from going after what you really want? We will be rewiring your brain to think in a whole new way. And I'm not talking about affirmations here. So I want to give you an example that one of my clients had a few months ago. So my client was an engineer in a good job, super smart, worked super hard. And the one thing that she told me was that she didn't deserve to be in the role that she was in. She had a thought, a belief that I don't deserve to be there. And I asked her, is that true? What are some reasons, you know, why you do deserve to be exactly where you are? And we challenged that belief together and I helped her create a new thought to start believing. And when I was doing that, I asked her if could she believe that she deserved to be there. And she said, no, that didn't feel true. So I asked her, could she believe that she is working on believing that she deserves to be there? And that resonated with her. It has to be a thought that you believe to be just as true as the thought that you're working on changing. Because you can say affirmations all day long, but if you're in a place of self-doubt, self-hatred, it's very difficult for you to look yourself in the eye or think to yourself, I love myself, because that feels so untrue. And let's for a second put those two thoughts into the thought-feel-act formula really quickly. 
So this is the formula that I use to coach my clients. So it insinuates that our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings motivate our actions and all of our actions create the results that we get in our life. And so anytime you're feeling a certain way, it's because you're thinking something that's causing you to feel that way. So if we put this into that formula, the old thought was, I don't deserve to be here. And that led her to feel shame. And from that place, she didn't show up and manage her team powerfully and confidently. And the new thought that she was going to start thinking was, I am working on believing I deserve to be here. And that thought created a feeling of empowerment from which she began leading her team more confidently. All it takes sometimes is changing one thought into a new thought and training your brain to transition out of that negative pattern. And if you decide to join my eight-week program, this will allow you to have the space to truly become aware of the thoughts you're having and realize that they're just thoughts. And this can fix any problem that you're having in your life. I'm not, you know, I'm just using this now to talk about building self-confidence, but this is literally how I can help you and you can help yourself change any negative feeling that you have into a positive one. Also, I want to be very clear about something that happens. It happened to me and it happened to my clients a lot. When they first become aware of this mindset management, they become aware of thoughts that are causing them to feel negative and jump straight into changing them into a positive one. And I want to remind you that you always need to feel that authentic negative emotion first for what it is. Feel the discomfort is always the step before managing your thoughts, managing your mindset. If you don't feel those feelings, you're going to let them build up and build up and build up and they'll explode at some point and become bigger than what they would have been in the first place. So we always want to, step three, feel the discomfort. Step four, manage your mindset. And step five is to celebrate your wins. And this step is to make sure that you take time throughout this process to celebrate your wins. People get into a rush trying to achieve their goals and they forget, I do this all the time, (laughs) and they forget to enjoy the process. They forget to focus on what's working, what's going well. And achieving a goal is a moment in time and the entire rest of the journey is a process. When you're in a rush, it's because you're trying to outrun whatever negative emotion or doubt that you're feeling because you believe that changing the circumstance, so changing your job, changing your income level, getting a promotion, you believe that's going to change how you feel. And it makes sense. We think like, oh, if I fix this, then I'll feel better. If I change this thing out here in the environment, I'll feel better. But the truth is it'll still be 50-50. People say when I get this job, then I'll feel confident or happy or successful. But when you get that job, you have whole you have a whole new list of things that will stress you out and shake your self-confidence and stress you yeah, like make you feel stressed and anxious. Like your family and friends will still be the same. You'll still have to deal with life where there will always be negative emotion. So you need to start looking for ways to celebrate yourself and be grateful for what you have right now. You take the same brain with you when you go to your new job or you get a salary raise. It's still you. And that's an amazing thing to celebrate. So you need to get really good at pointing out to yourself and congratulating yourself and loving yourself along the way, not just when you reach the goal. And so to recap, the five steps are to make a decision, follow through no matter what, feel discomfort, manage your mindset, and celebrate your wins. This is the core of what I teach and how I coach in my group coaching program. And if any of this resonated with you, if you want to build more self-confidence, if you want to follow through on your habits, right? Like keeping those promises you make for yourself. If you want to show up with less criticism of yourself, less self-judgment. If you want to change 
how you think and feel and show up now rather than waiting until you get some arbitrary goal, if you want clarity surrounding what you want and why, all of these things are available to you right now. You don't need to change anything else in the environment. You don't need to change anything else about your world. All you need to do is change the way that you're thinking because all that other stuff is out of your control. And it's when we get into the habit of thinking that if we control outside of ourselves, we can control the inside of ourselves. And that's not what happens. So if you're feeling confused right now or uninspired or stuck in your career, or you're not following through on the promises or commitments you make for yourself, and you're scared of feeling like a failure because you can't make it in your career, and you feel like you're holding yourself back from making decisions because you're afraid of being wrong, make that first decision, right? That is the start of this process. When you make a decision, when you make a commitment, when you, let's say, start a challenge, or if you join my coaching program, whatever it is, you are starting the process of building self-confidence if you follow all of these steps. And so I really hope that you found this episode useful. Um, I talk about this a lot on my TikTok and on my Instagram, so go follow me on there if you aren't already, because I post about this a lot. And other than that, um, I hope you have a great week. The link to join the waitlist for the Self-Confidence Collective eight-week group coaching program is in the show notes. I would love to hear from you if you're enjoying the podcast. Leave me a review or subscribe, all those good things, and I'll talk to you next time. All right, that's all from me. Talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as I enjoyed creating it, please subscribe and leave a review. Make sure you head to melissakellyphd.com forward slash self-confidence to download my free five-step formula for building self-confidence and to receive updates about the next cycle of my group coaching program, which is also called the Self-Confidence Collective. You can also work with me individually, so book a free consultation or join the waitlist for my three-month one-on-one career coaching program. All the links you need will be in the show notes. Have a beautiful day, my friend, and I'll talk to you next time.